For Thanksgiving, it can be easy to include some amount of self-credit. In our 700 seconds, we will continue our series in the Psalms of Thanksgiving. In this episode, we will hear in the 75th Psalm how Thanksgivings can be occasions for pride and boasting. I hope we will be encouraged to elevate God rather than ourselves when giving thanks. May the Lord lead us into a thanksgiving that credits God and God alone for the wondrous works that happen. You're listening to 700 Seconds in a Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. This is a production of djbiblecoaching.com. Let's turn to today's psalm and dive in. The 75th Psalm says, We bring thanksgiving to you, God. And then the psalm says it again, we bring thanksgiving. This repetition contains the truth that we could bring thanksgiving to God and then immediately turn around and have reasons to bring more thanksgiving. In fact, the psalm testifies to how the wondrous works of God are ongoing, and thus we could repeatedly tell God thanks over and over and over again. More than just one day out of a year, thanksgivings could be brought at any time and would include meals in the places of worship where these thanksgivings were enjoyed by the entire assembly. In the biblical text, worshipers are encouraged to bring to the Lord donations of food, fruit, and funds. The biblical text also mentioned giving testimonies, time, and tithes. We could never run out of reasons to give thanks to God. However, this psalm does not proceed to list some of the many works that God has done, but rather the psalm plucks at those gathered to consider what could destroy this very act of thanksgiving itself. The heading of the psalm issues a warning to the worship leader to avoid destroying the thanksgiving that would be sung. How could thanksgiving be destroyed? Well, thanksgiving can be destroyed if credit is given to someone other than God, or if thanksgiving is offered to validate our own positions. The psalm actually mentions two types of people who can destroy thanksgiving. There are those who boast and those who wickedly terrorize. To the first group, the psalm urges them to avoid boasting. It is easy to boast. When life is productive, we can easily think that our work brought about the success we are experiencing. When prayers are answered, we can easily think that our prayers propelled the positive results. When vows are kept, we can easily think that our discipline contributed to the good outcome. Our thanksgivings can easily be phrased like this. I am thankful because I... And then what follows is not only about us, but is completely focused on us. Thanksgivings can be occasions for us to boast in how great we think we are. This can be true even during the act of giving thanks itself, as pride can fill one's heart in the very moment that one is making a meal or writing a check or wrapping a gift or speaking words of thanks. Sadly, this self-focus can occur even for those who lead others in giving thanks. The psalm mentions Asaph, who would have been one who took the assembly into songs of thanksgiving. A worship leader like Asaph could have many opportunities to think highly of self, even while encouraging others to give thanks. The leader could think, 
how beautifully a song of thanksgiving is sung, or how masterfully an instrument accompanies that song, or how powerfully the words are composed that others repeat. One who looks out over those gathered to give thanks can easily be filled with pride. There can be the conscious or unconscious thought that some portion of thanks should be given to the leader as well. And for a worship leader, it is easier to look out over those gathered and judge whether the thanksgiving in them is genuine or not, and yet never turn that judgment inward. Boasting when giving thanks actually destroys the spirit of thanksgiving, because that spirit is to give credit to God rather than tooting our own horn. Interestingly, the psalm actually mentions the horn that is raised and warns against groups who are raising their horn high. In the text, there are two main reasons when horns would be raised. One occasion would be when unwanted adversaries were coming. Animals like goats and rams would raise their horns to push back or throw down those who were perceived as threats. The horns would repel others. The psalm warns against using thanksgiving to repel others. Now, this could be as simple as inviting some people to our thanksgivings and not inviting others. Yet the act of raising a horn can also signal to allies that it is time to gather. And thus, thanksgiving can become a tactic that is used to serve our own agenda by rallying others around ourselves or our causes. This is what the psalm means by mentioning speaking with a stiff neck. Even when giving thanks, our perspectives and agendas can be set, and any change or attacks against them can be met with resistance. Sadly, this tactic of using thanksgiving to rally others around our causes can also be deployed towards God when we offer thanksgiving to get God on our side. This type of wicked manipulation actually destroys the heart of thanksgiving because the heart of thanksgiving is to praise God for what has already occurred rather than trying to bring more benefits to ourselves. The second time when a horn would be raised would be to display the fruits of victory. When defeating an animal with horns, it was natural to take those horns as a symbol of victory and even fill them with spoils. Artifacts from ancient Ugarit and Persia indicate that horns were used for drinking the wine of those who were defeated and giving thanks to the deity by elevating the horn. When the wicked ones are holding up their horns in the psalm, those horns could be filled with drink that is celebrating victory. Perhaps the wicked believe that they have gained victory over God or over God's righteous one. Perhaps the wicked believe God gave them the victory and thus is condoning their acts. Either way, what those who are terrorizing wickedly are missing and raising their horns is how exaltation only comes from God alone, which means it is only God who lowers or raises. If as the judge, God determines that a person or group needs to be lowered, God can use anyone to lower that group, including those who are wicked or terrorizing. That does not mean that God condones the wickedness or even accepts the thanksgiving of those who are terrorizing others. Rather, it means that God can lower any who have been raised. According to the psalm, it is in the Lord's hands, both literally and figuratively. The Lord is the only one who can fill one's cup with joy or drain it. 
In other words, when the wicked raise their horns, the Lord can cause the thanksgiving to be short-lived. God can easily empower God's righteous one to cut the horns of the wicked to pieces, to empty out the contents of the horns for others to enjoy, and to remove the horns themselves from the hands of the wicked. The refusal to recognize who has the power to exalt or humble, who has the power to raise or lower, who has the power to fill or drain, actually destroys the mindset of thanksgiving. Because the mindset of thanksgiving is focused on God's position rather than validating our own positions. And so the psalm plucks at what can destroy the very act of giving thanks itself and turn thanksgiving into thanksgetting. After judging between what supports thanksgiving and what destroys thanksgiving, the psalmist determines to praise God in this age, in this day and time, because the psalmist decides to pluck strings to bring thanks to the God of Jacob. By mentioning Jacob, the psalm is reminding hearers of how God enabled Jacob to give thanks. In Genesis, Jacob is the one who fled his home with nothing and returned with many blessings because God had blessed him. And at the end of his life, Jacob is enabled to give thanks to God sincerely, without crediting himself, without seeking more, and without validating his own position. Like Jacob, the psalmist is recognizing how everything we have comes from God. Every breath, every resource, every action comes from God, and thus every activity is an occasion for giving thanks. It is right everywhere and always to give thanks to God and to God alone for the wondrous works God has done. Let us join now in giving thanks to God with this song of thanksgiving. from the song was used with permission and comes from the album by Reverend Brent Polk titled Psalm 75, Give Thanks. Brent Polk has been singing gospel music since he was 10 years old and currently is an ordained pastor and music leader. He has also started Brent Polk Ministries. The hope of Brent Polk Ministries is to encourage God's people to give thanks through music and through the teaching of God's word. 
Since the start of the global pandemic in 2020, Brent Polk Ministries has developed a YouTube ministry called Gold Nuggets. In this ministry, Brent Polk brings out gold nuggets from the scriptures and puts them to song so that viewers can join and give thanks for what God has done. If you would like to learn more about Gold Nuggets or Brent Polk Ministries, I encourage you to look at the Facebook page, Brent Polk Ministries, or the YouTube channel entitled Gold Nuggets. And as you do, may we give thanks to God for those among us who lead us in worship and who enable us to have words of thanksgiving that we can share and direct to God alone. It is fitting to conclude with one of Brent Polk's benedictions. May God bless and keep you, I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for 700 Seconds in the Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. If you would like to have episodes delivered to you as they are released, then you can subscribe to the channel or at djbiblecoaching.com.